Hey, I'm Andrew Hales. Welcome to another edition of Chatting With. Today I'm here with Jamie. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Yeah, thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. Um, police officer. Yes. LAPD. Mm-hmm. One of LA's finest. Um, how long have you been a cop? Going on nine years. It'll be nine years in January. Well, how did you get into the force? Did um, it's kind of a, a different story than most. I never pictured myself being an officer. It was never on my radar. Um, I grew up in entertainment, doing singing, acting, um, mm. Broadway shows, and that was always the goal. I started working um, professionally when I was eight, and I traveled all over the world singing in shows. Um, and so my goal was to go to college, get my degree, and go back to Broadway, because it's that easy, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, <laughs> I, I worked a little bit regionally, and I did a lot of voiceover work, a lot of radios, some movies here and there. And um, I went to NYU to get my music degree. And then after I graduated from NYU, I was just living in New York. And um, it's a little bit different going to school in New York and actually having to live in New York and pay for things. And I was waiting tables, and I had a good agent. I was auditioning, but um, it started becoming frustrating and a little... Um, scary because I didn't know how I was going to continue, you know, to pay the bills. And right, I didn't want right. to be a waitress my whole life. And mm. it was just a little bit harder than I had anticipated. Um, mm. You know, as a child, it was just the work came pretty easily and steadily. Mm. And as an adult, it was just a little bit more difficult. So I started thinking, um, you know, what if I were to do something else? What would I even do? I've never done anything else. This is what I've been my whole life. Mm-hmm. So um, fast forward, I moved back to California. I got a job at Disneyland working as a singer and actress there and um, loved it. Worked there for six years. And still, I was like, there, I feel like I want to do something else. Not mm. that I'm bored with acting and singing, but um, I've been doing this for over 20 years now since I was eight. And I want kind of a new adventure. What could I do? What could I do? So I thought about real estate. I thought about, um, mm. you know, doing some some other, you know, insurancy type things, and mm. nothing was really sounding interesting. So my dad was an officer, LAPD officer for okay. 34 years. Mm. So that's where that comes from. All right. And um, we were talking one day on the couch, and I was like, you know, I really want to do something else, but I don't want to stop singing because that's a huge part of who I am. Hmm. makes me happy but what can I do that will give me stability that will allow me to buy a house someday um, that will allow me to quit my job at the Cheesecake Factory because I'm so over Cobb salads and serving serving <laughs> um, and he was like well you could be a cop and I was like okay <laughs> no but thank you that's yeah. crazy um, and I was like I love you dad and I think you, you know what you do is great but I don't I know and he was like why not and I was like, well, um, and I just didn't really have a good answer. And I was like, I just don't think I would fit that whole life. And he was like, what do you mean by that? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm not like a police officer type person. I had this preconceived notion, like an idea of an officer, like what a typical officer is. Yeah. And in my mind, it was somebody, you know, with military experience, somebody very serious a man, I was just, well, that's what I thought of when I think police officer, I think of a man. Um, someone who is not friendly, maybe kind of stern. And my dad's really chilled, laid back, so I don't know why I thought that. But I was like, I would never get hired anyway. Even if I did apply, they would never hire me. And he was like, I think you might be surprised. So 
I started thinking about it just like, can you even imagine if I was a police officer, what would that be like? Hmm. Went on the website just to kind of look. And then a week went by and my dad was like, hey, I heard from my partner they're having a seminar, a recruitment seminar. I'll take you out to dinner if you go. Just go. Just listen. You don't have to take the test. I'm like, dinner? Okay, fine. So I go. I'm sitting there and I still remember it so clearly. The sergeant that was um, in charge of the seminar, who's now my supervisor, it's crazy. Hmm. She walks out and I had never seen a police officer like her. Like she was, she looked so good in her uniform. She was smiling, shaking hands with everybody. She was laughing, um, just very approachable. And she told us all about her life. She was kind of like me, never thought she'd be an officer. She was a fitness instructor. She was a model on the cover of magazines and things. And um, I was like, this is crazy. Like I'm connecting with her. Yeah. And I, was, I started thinking like, maybe I could do this. So what would be involved? And I'm looking at these videos and I started thinking, wow, that sounds like a really fun job. You know, you're outside, you're doing something different every day great schedule, you're talking to people, um, it's a special job, which is what I really was looking for. So it's, it's been nine years, mm-hmm. is, is it a fun job? It, it's the best, yeah, yeah. it's, it's what's so the best? What's the best thing about it? Um, I just love the fact that every day is, there's an opportunity there, you never quite know what, what you're in for that day. You never get scared? Of course, of course. I'm, I'm human. I would be lying to you. <laughs> well, I would be so scared to pull over a guy or, I don't know. Do you pull over people? What, like, what's your, I don't know, do, do you have, does each guy in the forest have different tasks? Yeah, there's right. different assignments and different divisions. And <laughs> yeah. I worked patrol, which is, you know, answering radio calls and traffic stops, things that you're talking about. Worked mm-hmm. patrol for six years, and then I went on to recruitment, which is mm-hmm. where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, today, I am not in enforcement, so I'm not pulling people over today. But, okay. um, you know, that could change at any time. That's one of the cool things about the department is you can try other things. If you want to do something else, you can mm-hmm. put in to go for a different division. You've done some DUIs and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When uh, So a common misconception, I feel like, is like you have to... Or you're allowed to say no to a breathalyzer. Mm-hmm. Um, so when someone does say no, what is what do you what did you do? Um, to be honest, I didn't encounter that too many times. Usually, people do. Hmm. Um, you know, when you apply for your license, it's like you're implying that you're going to consent to the breathalyzer if and when you're pulled over for that. Hmm. Um, but if the person is like, no, no, I don't want to do that. In the field, when you're there standing at the car, they, they can do that. You know, I'm not going to force them to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you arrest that person, if you end up arresting that person and taking them to the station, then they are obligated to do the breathalyzer. They have to. If they refuse, that's like a separate charge, a refusal charge, and then that hmm. has its own penalties. Like, it's just it's a steeper fine. They could face um, so suspension. So there's really no point to refusing. You're going to have to do it at the station anyway, and if you don't, then it just kind of makes it worse. But, I mean, you can. It's, it's not like we're going to make you. And what about, like, searching someone's trunk if they refuse that? Then, then what's the next step? Well, it, it, it's a complicated question because you can't, 
you can't just search somebody's car without going into the whole legal right. thing. You can't just search somebody's car because you pull them over. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you ran a stop sign. Get out. I'm going to search your car. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't work that way. So you have to have um, probable cause to search the car. You have to have an idea that this person um, was involved in a crime and that they're connected to the crime um, in order to be able to search the car. Okay. What's the worst part of your job? Um, the worst part? There are definitely um, tough aspects to the job. Um, certain radio calls that I think all of us dread. You know, anything... Anything where a child is involved, if a child is, is hurt or like even worse killed. Um, wait, wait, wait. Sound, sorry. Hmm? <laughs> it's Hollywood sirens, sirens here. Yeah. yeah. Sound check. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. Um, yeah. So any call where, where a child is hurt um, mm -hmm. is really tough for me. I mean, even before I was a mom, it was very hard to see kids. I mean, they're they're so helpless. They're the ultimate mm. victim, you know, and they don't they don't understand what's going on, and um, that's really hard. And and now being a mom, even even harder to see these things. I mean, there's some some evil out there for sure. And mm. to say that I'm not affected by it, and I'm just oh, it's just another day. It's it's not true. I'm, I'm mm. definitely affected by it, but it it makes me feel so much better to know that if I wasn't here nobody would be here for them. Mm. So it's my job to, to make it better as best, as best I can, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, yes, a lot, yeah, a lot of that can be hard. Did you, did, you, mm. did you ever have to go to therapy or anything? No, but the department does offer that. Um, there's mm -hmm. a whole uh, section for that, but I've never. Is it true that cops have a quota they have to meet each month? For tickets? Ticket quota? No, no. It's not true? You, you, no. Oh. It's It's been, I think, over a decade now that there, you can't have a quota. I don't, I've always like heard that, yeah, by the end of the month, everyone's, they're all out there trying to give out tickets because they have a quota. I've heard that. I think it's um, a common misconception, but wow. no, you can't. It could it depend on maybe state to state? or. It could, yeah. yeah. But I know in California, hmm. you can't have a quota. Have you ever had to chase anyone on foot? Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, but <laughs> been there. What's uh? Do you, yeah, and do you still have to do a test every a physical tra a test a physical every year to? No, the the LAPD doesn't have an annual PFQ a physical fitness qualification, but I know some departments in the country do. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Did you did you catch the guy? Did you tackle him? Oh, <laughs> we we <laughs> caught him. Thankfully, we did not have to tackle him. So. Hmm. Pepper spray tased anyone. Pepper spray, I don't, I don't like pepper spray, so I don't use that. But hmm. taser, yeah, I've had to tase people before. Um, Do you have all that on your belt right now? Just the pepper spray. The tasers are at the uh, division. Okay. Have you ever feared for your life at one point? Yeah. Yes, I have. What, what was that situation? Um, this was an incident that happened. I was only maybe seven weeks out of the academy, so brand, brand new officer, still figuring everything out. Hmm. You know, I had a training officer. Um, we were working in the valley, San Fernando Valley, and I was assigned to Topanga Division, which is like Woodland Hills, and the neighboring division is uh, West Valley. So a call came out in West Valley, and many times um, officers from neighboring divisions will help each other out if it's a, a very dynamic incident and you need a lot of backup. Hmm. So a call came out. It was a gang-related shooting. Um, witnesses had seen the suspect flee the area. So the airship was overhead trying to look for him. 
West Valley officers requested backup um, for the search. So um, my training officer was like, hey, you want to go to that? That might be a good experience for you. It's a good call. So um, we respond, and the, the airship told us that he had found the suspect hiding in a carport behind an apartment behind a truck. And um, so sure enough, we get there, and we turn the corner, and we see him. And he's clearly under the influence of something. Um, he's got both hands in his pockets. He's laughing at something, um, talking to himself. He's looking around, sweating. And so we're giving him commands, you know, you turn around, get on the ground. Um, we know that he's armed because uh, this is a suspect in a shooting, which ended up being a homicide. So um, the airship is giving him commands. We're giving him commands, nothing. Uh, and all of a sudden he just gets real still and he looks at us and he takes both his hands out of his pockets and he has a revolver in one hand and a semi-auto in another and he starts shooting directly at us. So it was one of those situations where your brain is just trying to catch up to what's actually happening. It's, you know, yeah. when something like this happens, um, I think everybody reacts in a different way and has different memories of it. Um, for me, everything slowed down. It was slow motion. So in my memory, it was like slow motion, his hands coming out of his pockets. And I was looking and I was like, that's a gun, that's a gun. Am I really seeing this? Am I really seeing this? Um, and I remember hearing my partner yelling gun. I remember yelling gun. There were several other officers around. So yeah, that was definitely um, the scariest situation. You guys were behind your cars? Yeah, my partner and I, along with two other op officers, were taking cover behind. Since we were in a carport, there were cars on both sides, so we were taking cover behind a, a truck that was parked there. Man. Yeah. Common misconceptions <laughs> that people have Common about cops. Yeah. Probably like some of the ones that I had when I thought about police officer. Mm -hmm. You know, very um, functional, mm -hmm. uh, officious, no personality. Mean. Yeah. Drone, yeah. Yeah, robot kind of <laughs> sign here. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people have that. Even my best friends were kind of like, Jamie, what are you doing? You Are you sure you want to be a cop? Like, you're, you're too nice. And it's, it's like, there's so many officers with so many different backgrounds in this department, so many different personalities. And um, I don't know where the idea that some of us have comes from. Um, I know a lot of people have had bad experiences with officers, and I think that one bad experience, you need 20 good experiences to even yeah. erase that a little bit. Right. So I think um, many people have had unfortunate um, interactions with officers. I've been pulled over by mean officers before. I'm mm -hmm. like, you, don't, you really don't need to yell at me. It's okay. So, <laughs> so I get it. I get mm. it. But um, can, you, can you park anywhere you want? Anywhere you want, like ever? <laughs> I don't know. If, you, if you're in a cop car, can you park in the red and, oh. without any consequences? Oh, for the most part, yeah. Especially if you're responding to a radio call. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you can... Have you ever just put on your sirens just so you could skip ahead of traffic? Just because. Or? Never. <laughs> That's illegal, right? <laughs> Never. Okay. Um, has anyone tried to bribe you? No. That has never happened, believe it or not. Anyone you know in the force that's been bribed or... I hope not. Any crooked cops? <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope not. You're like, yeah, Henry's. <laughs> oh, yeah. He works Henry. for the mob, yeah. If the speed limit's 75 and you're going 75 mm -hmm. and a car <laughs> rushes past you, obviously going past the speed limit, are you able to 
give them a speeding ticket even though it's not on the speedometer mm -hmm. thing? Yeah, I mean, obviously you don't have the a radar gun right. here in your police car driving, but yeah. um, they teach you in the academy that you're trained on pacing and trying to equal, try to speed speed up to them, and then you could pace them for a while to kind of gauge where their speed is, mm -hmm. and that's how you. Oh, and that's admi it out. that's admissible. That, yeah, that's how you'd figure out how much over they're going over the speed limit. All right. Yeah, again, you can cut out anything you want. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> now does I'm he, scared. Does he think that prejudice or racism is an issue within the police force? No, I mean, we've had a lot of training. Recently, we just had training on something called implicit bias. Mm. And it was um, kind of just telling us that every human being has a bias, whether you think you do or not. Um, however, as police officers, um, we have an oath to to not take any of race, religion, gender in, into um, consideration. So there should never be an officer that ever is racist or prejudiced. And if that were to come to light, then appropriate action would need to be taken because they don't deserve to have a badge and a gun. Um, so I would hope that there are no officers who hold those beliefs. Um, I realize that the department is comprised of humans and humans are imperfect and people are, you know, there are bad apples in every profession, whether you're talking dentistry or the police force. Um, mm. So if, if that were to be brought to light, they would need to not be officers. What's one thing you wish the general public could understand from a cop's perspective? Um, I think just that we're just regular people with families and stress and you know excitement all the all the things that everybody else deals with we deal with too um, just because we're in a uniform and have this job doesn't make us any less human and I think there's always going to be people who hate police who just and that's never going to change and nothing that I say nothing that my partners say or do will ever change that um, and I think that Knowing that is half the battle, and, and I understand that. Um, and we're still going to do our job for everybody, no matter how they feel about the police. But for the most part, there is a lot of support. Um, and I just would, would want people to know that we were just normal people. And we go home at the end of every shift just like everybody else, hug our babies, tuck them in, do all the same things, make dinner, do the dishes. Hmm. Just people. Well put. Um. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, that was fun. This is airtight. <laughs> um, check out uh, LAPD's Instagram in the description. Yes, join LAPD.com. We're hiring aggressively right now. So oh. you can go join LAPD.com, click apply, and uh, start at the adventure. Thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing. I will see you next week.